For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three-year-olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of our horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. Let's talk about the number one secret to developing a light, athletic and balanced horse. I was riding Ozzy this morning and my goal for the day was to develop our lightness and softness together. There's two parts to being able to ride a horse successfully. There is the what you can do. You could say, I can trot in a circle, I can do a leg yield, I can do walk to hold transitions, I can back up three steps, I can counter my horse, I can pop over a small fence, I can go on a trail ride, I can do shoulder ride. The list is never ending. However, the second part of horse riding is really just as important. It's all about the how the horse does these moves and activities. Maybe you could say, my horse was too fast and spooky, or my horse was really relaxed and confident. Your horse could be tense and worried. Or you could say that your horse and yourself were totally focused on each other and in tune together. You could say that your horse felt really heavy and on the forehand and was plodding around without a lot of energy. Or maybe your horse felt so balanced and athletic, it was amazing to ride. Or maybe you have a horse that wasn't listening to you and was more focused on other things. The what that you do is the functional part. And it's probably the easier part for most riders as you get taught what cues to use and the mechanics involved. And it's what is more commonly taught in riding lessons. But that's literally just the first step in terms of partnership and connection, connectedness, trust, and all those much bigger goals that we have as horse riders. To move on to those goals, we actually need to spend a lot more time working on the how. And I'll give you an example. Today, I was riding my Connemara Aussie and I was really focusing on developing that softness and connection between us when we were riding. And I can do this in a very practical way. Every step that I ride in a walk or a trot or a canter, I specifically ask Ozzy to either, number one, travel with his body in a straight line. Number two, travel with a gentle arc to the right throughout his whole body, not just his neck. Or number three, travel with a gentle arc to the left throughout his whole body, not just his neck. Now this doesn't happen by chance. I'm thinking about the shape of Ozzy's body every single step that I ride. And if I've asked for Ozzy to move in a straight line or with a gentle bend in his body and he does this, then I don't do anything. There's no nagging, no random rein movements, no weight changes, no looking in a different direction. 
I want to let Ozzy feel peace while we're both thinking the same thing. If I've asked Ozzy to move in a straight line or with a gentle bend in his body and he doesn't do this or he just does it for a few steps and then goes off and does something else, then I will do something, a small adjustment of sorts depending on what the smallest cue I can use is. But the trickiest part of this whole operation isn't asking for the body position I'm looking for and it's not even correcting Ozzy when he changes bend without me asking him and it's not even me doing nothing when Ozzy gets it right and honestly sometimes doing nothing when we ride our horses is really tricky. The most challenging part for riders is the level of awareness needed to notice the shape of our horses bodies for every single step when we're riding them. It means we need to be crystal clear in our goal. It means we need to be totally focused on our horse. And it means we need to be 100% living in the moment. The reason I like to focus on asking my horse to bend his body in a gentle arc right and left when we ride is that I find that this goal directly leads to huge, huge improvements in our goal for softness and lightness when we're riding together. When your horse becomes softer and and lighter, you really begin to level up your riding skills and your performance ability. It's like unlocking the next step on the ladder to an incredible partnership with your horse in the saddle. So I have a question for you today. When you're riding your horse, how often do you notice your horse's body shape when you ride? Would it be once per session or never or every single step when you ride? It's worth thinking about. Okay, next up, I want to share with you a really important process that you should do with your horse before and after every ride. This is what I do with all my horses. I will always check my horse's back for back pain. And here is how I do it and how you can do it too. So before and after every ride, without the saddle on the horse, I would run my hand over where the saddle would lie. Now it's really important that your horse can move around if they want to. So I know some people use cross ties and and things like that in the States. We don't really use them here in Ireland. Um, But don't have them (laughs) in cross ties when you're doing this. Just have them in a head collar or halter and have a lead rope loose just you know resting on your arm or something like that but the horse needs to be able to move their feet and walk away if if the if they want to so on a a loose rope look for as you run your hand over both sides of the horse's back where the saddle would lie look for any of these signs look for the skin to twitch under your hand look for your horse to move a step look for your horse to turn his head around to you or to try and bite you look to see if your horse puts his ears back when you run your hand over his back look for any type of reaction any movement from your horse anywhere in their body now if you get a reaction try again in that place and see if it was just a random reaction like if they just move their ear because there was a tractor coming around you know in the distance or something like that or if there was they were looking at a bird or whatever So try it again in that place and see if it was just a random reaction or if it happens again and if it's consistent with you touching a part of their body and you get a reaction, then you actually probably have an issue. So what are the benefits? Quite often, horses might have sore backs, but it's not really obvious that the horse actually has a sore back. So we really need to like go the extra mile and check our horses very regularly and look out for subtle signs. There's a lot of saddle fit issues out there in the world and it's quite common for these to be an issue that the rider is not yet aware of so and of course if there's any type of issue here you need to know ASAP and I do this each time before and after I ride my horses Ozzy and Matilda 
Okay, so last up today, I want to say congratulations to some of our students. We have Zaria, who is part of our Trail Brave course. Zaria has done amazing work. So she said she's on day 17 and she has walked <clears throat> 75 miles with her horse, which is amazing. She said we've walked through through forests we walked in sunshine in the rain when it was windy along roads under bridges over bridges around fields along tracks off tracks over fallen logs through trees through mud and splashed in puddles we've gone forwards backwards sideways and done circles <laughs> and she's a beautiful picture that she shared in our trail brave facebook community of her horse and herself out in a walk in this beautiful forest with sunshine peeping in through the trees so that is excellent and then another shout out I don't give a shout out to this one lady actually who's been doing a ton of work with her horse and really seeing the benefits her name is Katie and she said we did it the one pole challenge I was so proud of Sir George we've been working on the confidence fix course for about three weeks and tonight was the first time we got the one pole challenge with all four feet some beautiful rain back steps too from one of the other exercises from the course thank you for such a brilliant course katie you've done trojan work with sir george and i really enjoyed watching your progress so well done everyone keep up the good work if you'd like to be featured in this section of the podcast or if you'd just like to read some more inspiring stories from our students all around the world all you need to do is join our online horsemanship community at starthorselistening.com that's it see you next week I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I have some good news for you now, actually. We will be holding our next five days to partnership workshop very soon. This is an online workshop. It's completely free and you can watch it on your smartphone or your laptop from anywhere in the world. You will learn how to improve your horse's trust and connection. And you'll also find out how I solved Ozzy's bolting over poles issue and how I can help any horse build confidence and partnership with the little known elephant technique. We're going to talk about how to help a horse who is inflexible or perhaps unbalanced. And we're also gonna look at the importance of lateral work. Plus we're going to go a little deeper into bitless bridles and hackamores. Also, you're going to be able to download and complete your own horse partnership assessment. And each day you'll get a fun homework activity to do with your horse. So you can get all the details and sign up for a free ticket at www.5daystopartnership.com. I hope to see you there.